0: Greetings nerds, this is Sina Nerd. I have to redo my intro because Will screwed up. Thank you, I'm your host Sarah Belmont and with me as always is Will Hawk. How are you doing tonight Will?
1: (laughs) I'm doing well Sarah, yes I did mess up.
0: He did and he made me redo a fabulous intro because he wasn't ready.
1: I was not ready, I was not ready, but I'm ready now. It's (laughs) me, look, it's, it's like... It's like 100 degrees here in North Carolina today. I want to be up there with you in Alaska because it's, like, cooler. <laughs> it's
0: couple... the summer in Alaska. Do you yeah. know how warm it feels here in the summer? It's ridiculous. It's like 50. Like yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, come on, it's weather, like, it's all relative to where you are. Yeah,
1: yeah. How it, it's
0: how just, it feels.
1: yeah, I mean, it's just it's just too early for it to be 90 degrees here, that's all.
0: <laughs> what well, is that saying about age age is nothing but a number well yeah. weather is nothing but a number. <laughs>
1: yeah yeah all right I like to, all right come on down here and just see how you last for a day or so
0: <laughs> I will not last but not because of the weather I will die because of the bugs and the insects and the and the animals and yeah. I'm already hyperventilating like I can deal with bears okay. yeah you got some other stuff that I don't I don't even want to mess with <laughs> Uh-huh. Oh man! So we're gonna we're supposed to be talking about Arrowverse today, yeah. yes, we minus are. the Arrow, um, because next week we have a full Arrow finale planned with a special guest co-host, and this week it's just Will and I. <sighs> yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, this you make me, you make me feel so welcome. <laughs>
0: It's just rabbit and tree, tree yeah. and rabbit, and yeah. let's start with Supergirl. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. I'm just not, I'm I'm not, this week I was kind of just blah on all of the shows.
1: Really? So I, can, I well, let's just take them one, one at a time. So let's start with, buddy, with Supergirl. Because I actually <laughs> like, I actually enjoy Supergirl this week. Yeah. Um, even though we're not talking about Arrow, Arrow is number one, Supergirl, as far as the Arrowverse shows. Uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was, I, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, watched it, um, of course, Monday, and then watched it again today, which, when I watched it for the second time, I, I gained a greater appreciation um, for for this, this particular episode, uh, because oh. we you know, we've been getting, we've been building to this point. We finally have the Trinity as far as the world kill, killers, and and there were a lot of um, choices being made by individuals um, that um, are, I think is going to come back to bite some people in the ass.
0: Why do you say that?
1: I think James and Lena, quite in particular, um, his decision not to go into the vault where, while I understand why he didn't do it, because he wants, you know, trust Lena Luthor.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I, you know, the fact that she can create her own, uh, kryptonite. Um, and we saw again, the tensions between Lena and Supergirl, which is just building its way to the, you know, the next, you know, Luthor L, um, uh, rivalry and and and, and 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 villain hero um, construct. <laughs> it's it, you know it's coming there and you know he's like right in the middle and you know he knows about the you know the Luthors with his relationship with Clark and stuff and yeah it's just it's it, it, his decision not to go there her decision to, to uh, say she can construct her own kryptonite and. Does he go back and tell Supergirl this or not? You know, if he does, then my theory is completely blown out of the But if he if he doesn't, then you know we, we are looking for at some point uh, this is his decision is going to come back and, and cause trouble for everyone.
0: Oh James. <laughs> I just wanted to say that the whole time. Yep. Um I I think the thing that bothers me about this whole triangle and 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 you're right like there are a lot of choices being made and I just the hypocrisy between uh with Kara and mm-hmm. this storyline really gets under my skin. And I just, I don't understand. It's kind of like, well, you have kryptonite, but, and I supposedly am your best friend and I kind of despise you. And yet you're, you're keeping these secrets from me and I'm keeping a very big secret from you, even though I should be smart enough to, even though Lena should be smart enough to have already figured it out by now.
1: True.
0: It's just like that. And like the fact that Lena was in the DEO. She recognizes Alex. She already knew Alex has been working for the DEO this mm-hmm. whole time. Mm-hmm. I think what would have been really fascinating to do in this episode was towards the end kind of reveal that not only did Lena figure out Alex associating with association with the DEO, but she also figured out Supergirl is Kara. Because now pretty much like you're looking around and you're like, okay, there's this circle of friends, all of them, but Kara. She's
1: always around. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, so if she's smart enough to make kryptonite, yes. <laughs> you would And so that's really like, I can't, I can't suspend disbelief in that regard. And that's where my problem side, even though you make some valid points, like they are really they 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 didn't throw this out of nowhere. Like you do believe like James is split between two people that he cares a lot about and two sides. And this is going to just burst in his face. Granted, he should have never gotten involved with Lena.
1: I mean, it is a big, big plot hole. I mean, that you're 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 exactly on point. That yeah, she should be able to deduce that. Wait a minute, everybody else is here except for Karna. But <laughs> <laughs> why is that? But but at the same time, it um yeah, I, I, like I said, I think it is that it that is going to come to a head. It probably it's, you know, sooner rather than later, as far as this this relationship um, between everyone here, uh, and you know, and that betrayal, you know, we'll see see where it leads, uh, yeah. or those feelings of betrayal. Um, the other thing about this episode, I think, uh, which I know we'll talk about Krypton later this evening, but <laughs> um, uh,
0: you
1: know. It, it, I, I, it was a nice little tip when we again, and it, we've we've had this come up before in this season, the whole book of the, the book of Rao, yep. and um, and it's very interesting to see how it plays out in present day, you know, in the Arrowverse, right. and you know juxtaposing it with uh, what we're seeing now with the Krypton series, but. It, it, In a weird way, I was I was watching and I was looking at your your show notes today when I was uh, preparing for tonight. I, I, I did make a little note it would be nice if somehow they could do a crossover
0: <laughs> it, it would be like yeah. I got so excited when Kara was like oh in the book of Rao this, it says this mm-hmm. and I'm just like I finally know what she's talking about Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know what that is <laughs> so,
1: yeah so on the one hand it's just like okay is it bad storytelling that it takes another show to help us to give full context to the current show <laughs> without looking Google, or <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, it you know but it it, it was a nice it, it, it did for me it, it did help flesh out this and also with the whole thing with going on with rain and the, and the world killers and uh, you know the threat that they are they are posing to uh, to Supergirl and and, and Earth thirty or thirty eight in um, this story so. Uh, so that was a yeah. nice that, that that was a nice little little tip, even though it you know it did take another show to help me fully appreciate uh the whole brow religion and, and the kryptonian context
0: yeah there was that um an episode way early on this season that we talked about and that was fully about the the religion from Krypton. Mm-hmm. Um, so I almost now want to go and rewatch that because yeah. of everything I know about Krypton now, having seen Krypton. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, so this whole, this, a lot of this episode is about the Trinity mm-hmm. and not just the Trinity as we know them being rain, pestilence, and purity, but the other versions of themselves trapped in this, this other area that's a, a different dimension and pretty much stranger things um the the upside down yeah. but yeah <laughs> <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> um i just i i liked how um it, i think it was about 2 weeks ago will when you sent me a dm and it had an article in it and it was talking about has supergirl lost its perspective or its thoughts on um feminism
1: mm mm-hmm. yeah <laughs>
0: Well, after watching this episode, I disagree with that article because this episode focused primarily on these females and female helping one another out and trying to hold on to what makes them human and what makes them them. Mm-hmm. And um, whether that's strength. Um, and, and you see that because they send down Kara – Alex and Mm -hmm. Lena on the rescue mission to save these three lost souls. And, and I, I think it, I thought it did a lot of female, female empowerment. I really, I, I like that, um, how how this episode works so much in um, with that theme of the pairing of three people, yeah. and and I think that's why um, what you were talking about before with the James Lena Cara triangle you have going on, mm-hmm. and also you have the Manel, I, for, I forget I forget her name
1: Jupiter girl
0: yeah Jupiter girl, um, and Cara triangle going on like. Again, you have three points, and that's that's constantly running out throughout this episode.
1: Yep. Yeah, I mean, it, it really, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought up that article because uh, it was a, it, it really, you know, brought up a lot of things as far as the show, and um, whether or not it was, uh, you know, lost feminism. Um, Base or whatever, because of the relationship with, I guess, Cara and Monel. And it brought up some other things too. But yeah, I mean, I, you know, to, with the Trinity that we saw with Cara, with uh, Alex, and Lena, uh, a couple of things I thought. One, if I ever are in a fight, I want to make sure I'll, I bring uh, Alex along. Because yes. she is yes. like complete badass. <laughs> I mean, yes. Uh, first off, But secondly, it was, um, that was just such a strong pairing uh, of three very strong individuals. Uh, Because Kara, of course, you know, with the eclipse going on, was gradually, you know, losing her power. But yet she was still, you know, still strong enough by just sheer dynamic of personality and force of will, able to keep... Alex and Lena in the upside down, for lack of a better term. <laughs> it's totally upside down. It totally is. <laughs> but, um, and, and and also, you know, while they were in that, you know, while they were there, working together to help, you know, the three world killers, and as it was successful, in and, you know, bringing purity back to, um, you know, to you know, to recapture her humanity, I guess, uh to help them defeat you know the pestilence and and uh rain during that particular fight. Even though I have to say whenever they did ultimately win and I saw the powers all you know joining in to, to Reign, I was like the much? but <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes <yeah>. yes <laughs> I was
1: like, Oh God! I'm like I'm watching too many of these shows, or I'm seeing all you know. all these writers like uh, oh. they're getting cross-pollinated somehow? But uh, yeah. but that, that that was probably my main quibble with with the episode. But I made but I understand they had you know thematically wise it makes sense to that. You know, the three world killers will all merge into reign to be the I guess the ultimate and and uh, villains that uh, you know that the the and uh, when Kara has to take on.
0: Yep, there's a lot of merging happening. A lot yeah. of merges.
1: Yes. Lots <laughs> of merges.
0: Lots of merges. <laughs> and they're not using their turn signal. No. <laughs> <laughs> too far. Sorry. Yeah, it so so next week it's gonna be Kara versus Rain?
1: Yeah, it looks like it.
0: Okay. Again, no.
1: another another showdown. We'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, yeah, see what happens. All right, so that brings us to the Flash.
1: The Flash. Do we have pop-up Flash? We're just jump there. Oh, <laughs> the Flash. Yeah, and, um,
0: and you know it's a bad sign when Will doesn't want to talk about it. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, it's one of those things where, you know, I think even I think I commented this week. It was a it was a It was a good episode, but it was not earth shattering it wasn't um you know it had some good moments um but at the end of the day it was just kind of like this is kind of late the season for this
0: exactly (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm i'm just sitting here like this is episode 21 yeah. And we get stuck with Harry and the Harrisons? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I actually despise the Council of Wealth stuff. I, I could not get through it. I'm pretty sure I skipped over parts of it because I'm just so over this idea. I understand Tom Cavanaugh is great. Yeah. But – I don't care to spend 20 minutes of a 40-minute episode with him just doing impressions and trying to be funny and it's it's not meaningful and it doesn't help move the story forward and And also, we spent so much time away from DeVoe, and we've had a lot of conversations about the biggest issues we've been having is the dilution of the DeVoe character. Mm -hmm. So last week, we get a fully DeVoe-centric episode. And then you come back this week and give me no DeVoe at all. Yeah. And that is the overall point of figuring out why. The viewer freaking already knows why, Will. Mm-hmm. And I thought you were gonna rant. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I got you, I got you wound up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I I just I don't like it. Oh. Uh,
1: yeah, uh, I mean uh, uh, that. Yeah, I mean the the Wells thing. Uh, you know, basically we didn't need. I mean, all that time spent on basically. Harry figuring out what we all figured out the week prior, which is the one part of the equation that the vogue hasn't factored in is emotion and you know and love and as a part of the that that part of the equation um, with um, you know with 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 stopping him. But I want to move on to another part of the episode that um, I. I'm glad it was a mixed, it was a mixed feeling about is, is Iris returning to her her journalism roots, uh, which I was finally glad it took, you know, all season for them to get back to this. But the decisions that she was making, uh, as far as wanting to, uh, tell the story, tell everybody in Central City what's going on. First off, uh, I had a problem with it because, basically, she has been in this bunker, in, you know, Star Labs, I won't use a bunker because I don't want to soil it tomorrow, um, <laughs> um, in Star Labs for like all season. She has given up her, her journalism, pretty much, to just basically run Team Flash. And then now she's going to come back all of a sudden out of the blue and just drop this major story that, oh. There's going to, there's a guy that's going to have orbiting satellites that's going to lobotomize everyone. No, no, it just, it just, if they're going to do that and make that make that as part of her, you know, a, a part of the story, it, to me it would have been more believable if they had kept her as a journalist all through the season so that she could write about this with some credibility. Because I mean, uh, you know, who is she now? As far as uh, being a journalist, yeah, she worked for, for Central City News or you know the paper for a while, but she's she's been gone from there for like almost a year now. Yeah. And so now she's back and she's gonna write this major story.
0: She's a blogger. Yeah.
1: Okay. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. season one. <laughs> yeah, like season one, exactly, exactly. But it just to me it just it just just sort of. You know, like, we got to make her a journalist again, and then we're going to shoehorn this story into it to basically put this choice between, the, you know, another, again, another conflict between Iris and Barry. This time it's going to be over whether or not they share what the is doing.
0: I Like, you just said, they, they have to make her a journalist again. Whoever told the Flash writers that you have to make Iris a journalist again? Like, well, that doesn't need to occur. That came out of nowhere. Yeah. I feel like they've spent half a seat of them trying to, trying to build her up as the leader of Team Flash mm-hmm. and behind the controls. Um, but, and then all of a sudden you have this episode and she just has this idea and she's so focused on it. And this, it's almost like she felt so helpless, feels very helpless in this situation that yeah. she went into... She did a very Barry-like thing to do, yeah. <laughs> I have to say. I just – I don't understand. First of all, I'm very disappointed that nobody brought up the fact or pointed out to her that she is writing a conspiracy theory about a man who her husband yes. was accused of murdering. Yes. Very recently.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, just, we just forgot about that. Yeah.
0: It's, yeah. <laughs> did, did you notice – and and that you know if um, if this is the Flash's mission, how do you know about the Flash? It doesn't take that like Barry. Well, you need to go talk to Oliver. Yeah. <laughs> Oliver is very protective of Felicity right now. Maybe you should be a bit protective of Iris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But um, but well, come on! I can't believe you haven't brought this up though. We always have to bring this up. The pairings. Caitlin and Joe yeah. have more screen time this week. <laughs> we had Air, we had Harry and Cecile have screen time last week. So right. obviously, it's a like do do Cecile and Joe spend time together anymore?
1: I don't think they do. Maybe Joe's I just is so Joe's just like I don't want to be around her anymore. She reads my mind. It's messing me. It's just messing things up. <laughs>
0: I, I don't, it's like, it's like, you, it's your week to handle Team Flash, honey. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> tap in, tap out. Yeah,
1: yeah. you know, as far as the pairings, there's that pairing. I mean, it's just, the length is, is so funny now that, you know, it's clear that the writers and the producers, you know, do track what's going on on social media because it's almost painful how they, like, make it keep Barry and Caitlin apart <laughs> I mean yeah. it's, it's just it's just so obvious and it's so painful to see it. It's like come on y'all, just 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 be confident in in what you're doing. And I feel like that's part of I maybe that's part of what's been so disappointing with this season is they just don't it just it, it, the show just feels like it lacks confidence. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, it's, and it comes out in the writing. It comes out in the, the story structure. Uh, the actors are doing a great, you know, doing the best job they can with what what they're given. So, absolutely.
0: Um,
1: so I, I don't blame the cast. I, it's more of stuff that's just going on, you know, in, in the production room, in the writers room. It just feels that there's just not there's not a lot of confidence in what they're doing right now. And every now and then they'll hit, you know, they'll really get lightning in a ball. It's part of the, part of the lightning fun. But, you know, Mm -hmm. because, you know, like we, you know, Interflash Time was one of those episodes that was very strong. Uh, We had some episodes in the last couple weeks that were very, very strong. But overall, the season just feels, it's hobbled by a lack of confidence in in the writers' room and the production team.
0: Yeah, it, it definitely feels like they... They hit one, and they missed two, Mm -hmm. and then they hit one. And and even, and I have to say, even the ones that they hit, I am still sitting here kind of like, well, technically, it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But I shouldn't have to qualify it. I should be able to say, no, that's a good episode. Yeah, yeah. But I haven't felt that way. I I can't think. I, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I mean,
1: obviously, I did a couple of weeks ago. I mean, I will self, I will really admit that because <laughs> I was just so excited there was one. I actually, I didn't have to qualify. I was like, I was able to enjoy it, enjoy it, and it, it's and it, it's been since like inner flash time. But the last time I felt that way, where I could just sit back and enjoy an episode and not like I, I'm looking forward to talking about this one this week. This week, yeah, and this episode this week. I'm like. Well, I mean, even even surprise you haven't talked about Amunet yet. I mean, that's like
0: just get into it. Yeah, yeah, Amunet. Oh, I I love her. Like she's still a really cool character, and I I I did not think about the fact that she would have a potential key to bringing down Mm Devo, which makes sense. Um, And I like how they didn't redeem her. No. And and that's very key. I mean, you yep. were talking before about lack of confidence. Mm-hmm. Writers show that with these shows more so when they re, when they go out of their way to redeem characters who are fan favorites, but they're fan favorites because they're great villains, not because they're they need redemption. Right. right. And that's a very interesting misunderstanding that I think is currently occurring. Um, but with Amunet, like, her and Caitlyn are so good. I like, I like the, <laughs> I kind of forgot about that mystery from a while back about how, like, well, how did Amunet control Caitlyn? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize that. That was never explained until now.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was one of my. Yeah, I made a note. It took them how many episodes to get to this point? That was another one of my complaints about the episode. It was just like, I was telling someone earlier this week, and I was, we're gonna the whole rollout of Killer Frost and, and it has been very flawed. And so we're, you know, basically they're having to, it's almost like they're making it up as they go.
0: <laughs> oh my God, they they are. They they took so long that we forgot it was important to know. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and then it was just convenient for them to, like, to present this idea and resolve this mystery. And by this point, we don't care.
1: Yeah. Well, we're so, um, it's such a bad taste in our mouth because it's just, and, it, yeah, it's just like, Again, they could have, you know, all those filler episodes when they were, like, defanging DeVoe, they could have used those opportunities to, like, build up why K- Caitlyn and Killer Frost are this, you know, is it a single entity or a duality or, you know, a personalities within one body or, or what, whatever it is. Uh, you know, we get we waste all this time, and then finally it looks like at the end of the day, it really is, it's all in her head.
0: hmm Well... Wow. Which, so it's it's still, okay, it's all in her head, right? Yeah. Then how did um, DeVoe use that power that has to do with your DNA to to get Caitlyn's powers? Well, maybe and also, FYI, listeners, I can't believe that's actually a sentence that I just said out loud. Continue, Will.
1: <laughs> uh, well, that's, again, that, that's the, well well clear there was some meta in, in her in her DNA some you know somehow obviously that's why he's melting not melting, melting point
0: I think it is I don't know I lost track of yeah. all of them There's yeah, so that, many
1: yeah um to take her to take her power um so there was something there clearly there was something there maybe mm-hmm. but at the end of the day I guess the personality aspect of pure Frost seems oh, to still okay. be and
0: Caitlin. Got it. No, that actually makes perfect sense. And 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 it's great setup for an episode that they're going to have to do next season they, because yeah. they ran out of time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so sad. Like I'm at a point where I'm pretty sure I realized today that I prefer season 3 of The Flash over season 4.
1: Yeah, you're the second person today to me that. <laughs>
0: I just, I'm not, I'm not really, I'm not really digging this. I'm not, I'm not happy with Will. At least, at least with season three, I remember coming back and talking to you and um, after the mid-season finale and us being very clear about what was going on, what Mm -hmm. the stakes were. And even though you spoiled the ending for me, I, I still persevered. And overall, I was like, okay. All right, he, that they went from square A to square B, and mm-hmm. then here I'm just I'm very confused. Like, like they would have ne- like I don't understand how how you get to a point where you're twenty the se- 21st episode out of a 23 episode season you were going to give us Harry and the yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just, I don't I'm I'm very confused. I, I just don't I don't like it.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and a part of me I feel like maybe we're just being a bit unfair because we cover both The Flash and Arrow. And I've made a lot of and we've both have made a lot of comparisons between these two shows and so maybe our dissatisfaction from The Flash is because we're comparing it to a show, Arrow, mm-hmm. which arguably is having one of its most strongest seasons yet. Yeah. yeah. I,
1: well, I think that's that that is part of it. Um, you know, as far as our our setup here, I, I I am the self-admitted you know Flash fan. You know, as far as the Homer here. Um, but but he's as the, the ringer. Yeah, I am. But as I, I am finding that I actually, in, in hindsight, as, as we get closer to the finale, season three is like looking much better. <laughs> as, <laughs> as, as, as that we that the good old days? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, I mean, as a as a whole, season three actually holds up better now, looking at it, as we've gotten some distance from it, than and maybe than this season did. And I think. Part of it is, you know, I think I mentioned like the confidence. Part of it Mm -hmm. is, you know, I think they were, because, you know, early part of this season, it seemed like they were just reaching so hard for the slapstick and the the trying to make it light and, Mm -hmm. you know, bring, you know, capture the quote unquote fun back in the Flash. Uh, But what we ended up getting was a very juvenile Ralph that they spent a whole heck of a lot of time on developing that. Uh, was not a very likable character until they basically, you know, until he basically got killed. <laughs> and,
0: and then Will loved him.
1: I uh, loved him, yes.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: And a lot of people did. I mean, because I, <laughs> we all spent half the season ranting about how sexist pig he was, and then all of a sudden now he's like, oh gosh, he's such a cool dude. Oh my uh, god. Yeah. Um, And so, you know, so maybe, you know, maybe talk to me this time next year. Maybe I'll be like, you know, season four wasn't so bad after all. But actually, no, I'll probably still feel the same way. Because I think, the at its heart is something we just, what we have discussed, you know, quite a bit, is, you know, with a villain like the Bo, it was going to be hard to make him a season-long baddie to begin with. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is the first time we've had a villain who's not a speedster. You know, that's obviously charting new ground. And I think... And
0: boy, did they chart that ground. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So hopefully they've learned, if, you know, if Season 5's villain is not a speedster, uh, hopefully they've learned that, you know, you don't take away the, you know, by doing this, jumping from body to body to body to collect, uh, to, to ultimately Ralph to morph back into this, you know, being that, you know, has all these different meta abilities, they could have, like, easily, with some of those one-off metas, buzz metas, they could have easily combined a couple of those into one epi- one or two episodes along the way, mm-hmm. uh, instead of stretching it out, because it felt like, in the middle of the season, we were just doing the same thing over and over and over again. And I know we complained a little bit about that with Season 3, with Avatar, but along the way with Avatar, you got people like Abracadabra and, you know, other pieces of the puzzle that, you know, really did bring up, you know, really did some pretty, pretty, pretty interesting storytelling. Um, and really, I think, you know, at the time, I think all our complaints about season three was that it was too dark. It wasn't that it was bad storytelling.
0: Right, right. And
1: so, but now, you know, we're, we're, this isn't really, you know. Now we're, we're equivalent about storytelling, and hopefully they can, you know, you know, if they do a non speakster next season, whoever the villain is, try not to have so many filler episodes where it just seems like we have the same, the same thing was going on for like two weeks in a row.
0: Right. It's, you know, I think. So to compare it to Arrow, <laughs> because I was I was thinking about this past episode of Arrow and you have you have Diaz basically isolate, start killing off all of his allies that he mm-hmm. worked so hard to form partnerships with mm-hmm. and isolate himself. And how how fascinating that is to see in a villain when the writers have spent so much time focusing on, on Oliver building a team around him and then struggling to keep it together. And ultimately, because of the choices he made, he pushes people away. Mm-hmm. And, and so, so I think what the Flash writers really need to get a handle on is, is you have 23 episodes, plenty of time to not only introduce us to a villain, to flesh out their motivation, but but parallel them to Barry Allen mm-hmm. if that parallel doesn't exist or is too thin or is here one moment gone the next the the viewers don't don't subconsciously understand why why this this rivalry is occurring and right. that's where your stakes are from and that's where the tension is mounting from and that's what occurred in season one mm-hmm. of the flash and yeah. I don't think that they've recaptured that with any of Barry Allen's villains since then yeah and and it's a hard feat because season one is so perfect
1: yeah
0: um but it but it can occur and I think that. I, A lot of the good episodes this season were the ones that really had DeVoe and Barry face-to-face, sparring off verbally, sparring off with their powers and their abilities, and outsmarting one another. Mm -hmm. I think all of that works well. We've talked about it time and time again. Marlies, DeVoe, Barry, and Iris. Like. That could have been fleshed out. They they focused so much on those pesky metas, so much on the powers, that yep. they missed all of the prime opportunity to really strengthen the story.
1: It, you are ah, virtual high five. You, you nailed it. I mean, I, and, and I think, yeah, I, I think that's, I think I mentioned uh, earlier, I don't know if it was maybe last week's episode, or, or, yeah, it was last week's episode, where, you know, we finally got Devos' backstory and motivation for why he's doing what he's doing
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: the thing i you know i I think i you know i tweeted to and had some conversations with folks online was i just felt that that to me captured the problem with this season it's been a lot of dismissed opportunities
0: yep yep you know what show is not missing opportunity No. Not at all.
1: Krypton. And it's still still on the bubble. I'm really hoping that uh, it gets renewed for season two because let's just just get into why we we are really enjoying the show.
0: Episode eight, Savage Night. Oh, okay. I don't even know where to begin because I feel like we haven't talked about it in a while. Yeah. (laughs) So much shit has happened. It really
1: has.
0: (laughs) This show blows my mind every episode because they they were very quick mm-hmm. to let go of the procedural ideas of how they they write each episode and they've made it very much a um a long narrative that is stretched throughout and and this episode you're starting off with Adam Strange who it, you're it goes back to my whole theory about him about this idea that he is so obsessed with being a hero mm-hmm. that he may have created um made himself into the villain of the story, which is really interesting it is it
1: is yeah I can I have to say this is an aside. I can always tell you know when you pop up on Twitter with your uh, your your Krypton <laughs> tweet, <laughs> I was like. Yeah, because I had I, I didn't get it. I didn't get a chance to watch Krypton until until yesterday as well. And uh, yeah, it was uh, yeah. I, I I I'm there with you, like wow. And you know, with Adam Strange, and it starts out, it, it, and I guess is the, you know, he's talking to uh, Sar, Sardath and Alana, mm-hmm. and um, I you know the only, you know, just being fair since we're you know we picked over to Flash. Uh, the only the only thing that I could say that um, I wish they would have done a better job of doing and it and I tried they attempted to do it in this episode is setting up Adam's backstory. Um and and because Adam Strange is one of those you know he's not a A lister as far as D C characters and so you know, I've, you know, even while we've been recording, there's been times I've like had to Google search yeah. you know, things about him. Um, so if you're going to, that's that's my one quibble with them is that you can't assume that people know who Adam Strange is and you know what's so special about him in uh, oh. the larger DC universe. Um, but that being said, um, the, the the it was. I like the way this episode started because it did it it, it it did give some sort of sort of context for why he's doing what he's doing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, it
0: retold the yeah. the scene in the pilot episode yeah. from Adam's perspective. Yeah. yeah. And so when he disappears in the uh, in the pilot, we know where now where he went. Exactly,
1: exactly. So that was a very nice callback to the pilot, and I I appreciated that scene even more now when i was watching episode eight uh because yeah we, we did get to see where he where he went and and basically you know get some exposition for you know why he's doing what he's doing
0: and and also how it's changed because <laughs> in an episode that we we didn't cover stupidly <laughs> <laughs> no we had other other things going on yeah. but we we figure out that um well FYI everybody, General Zod is in town. Yep. Um, from the future, might I add, and he's affiliated with Black Zero. Yep, there's yep. that layer of complexity. Yep. And General Zod reveals that he's he flew back in time to save Kandor from being taken over by Brainiac.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And Adam kind of screwed up his mission because he was sent back in time or came back to save Superman. So the question now is is does he does he save Superman by saving Kandor or does he save Superman by saving or by killing General Zod? And, and I like how this show, these last two episodes, every time I think I know where I fall on this issue, they change it yeah. for me. Yeah. They, they move the tape because there is a brilliant scene between Jaina and, and General Zod in this episode and, mm-hmm. They are they are so zod.
1: It was so zod, yeah. <laughs> they're so zod. <laughs> they're
0: they they're like very good at getting information from one another, and and you think like on one level this is her great grandson, mm-hmm. and she's starting to understand not only what's going on with him, but I think more importantly what has happened to the house of Sa'ad. Mm-hmm. That legacy that she will sacrifice anything to protect. What has become of it during his time. And she starts to put pieces together. And at the end of the episode, she comes out of nowhere and it's just tells Seg, like, yeah, this guy's bad news. Yeah. And we're going to all suffer from it. Because he also kind of is... Is a bit has other motivations going on. Adam's not completely wrong about him. He he doesn't just want to save Candor, he wants to rule it.
1: Yep. And he was very, very open about that. <laughs> and, and, which, uh, you know, when I was watching that and I was, you know, as the scene was unfolding, uh, I was wondering, okay, I'll, you know, is he going to start talking about Torrel? Is he going to bring up the Phantom Zone? And boom, there it was. And I was like, oh, whoa, whoa. I was they really, they went there, and, mm-hmm. and he is, um, and, 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 and you're right, it does beg the question, like, okay, so if Adam is successful in killing Sod, um, does, the, you know, and in turn it saves Candor, and therefore, you know, what, you know, what happens to the, the future timeline as far as Seg and does he end up having Jor-El and does Jor-El end up having Kyle? I mean, it's, it's just, it, it, these choices that are being constructed in, in this universe, um, you know, I, I appreciate them because, you know, the easy way would be, okay, we just somehow we shoot slide back to the future and mm-hmm. we, you know, Adam, you know, successful in, um, you know, prevents him from saving Candor. Candor's all and you know we have everything that we know going forward. Um, but it, you know, but the way they're setting this up, you know, it, you know, again, getting back to something we discussed earlier with Supergirl, with these choices, um, it it really, you know, it it, it really shows how in, you know how the show is, is really trying to stand independent of all the canon that we had established before us. And because it's very hard when you do a prequel, you know, to, because we, we we know the story so well. So, you know, what can right. we do to like, you know, bring into question all of the established things that we know? And right. so, you know, if, if we have two episodes left, will will Adam kill Zod? Or uh, will Adam end up being... You know, will Seg end up stopping Adam from, from doing that? And in turn, um, you know, other things happen, I guess, you know, basically, you know, by doing that, Candor is saved, um, and, and you know, will we, you know, will Adam you know, end up in the future and, and realize that Kyle's gone as a cliffhanger? I mean, you know, that that's where it could go.
0: Wow, that that went dark and I thought this episode went dark, but yeah. we'll get there. Yeah. Um will okay, here's a question. Yeah. Yeah, I mean you just went through a lot of scenarios. We mm-hmm. uh, the theory problem. <laughs> will will they jump the shark and reveal that Seg is General Zod's father? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh god, that, that just like Wow, that's that's a good theories problem there. That's why I enjoy talking with you. That's that's
0: that's a good one. They seriously, you've never thought about that?
1: No, I, I no, I didn't. I hadn't thought about that one. No, one I
0: I can't I can't not think about it anytime I those thinking, two are in the same room. Yeah,
1: I was just thinking more. I've I've always been wondering like who you know who is Jorrell's mother.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Well. Well, there's there's that question.
1: I mean, is, as it, well. is it, you know, it's you know, a it vex or is it light to Zod? I mean, that's the other, those are the, I mean, I guess that's where my head goes. But you, you got, I mean, you have a great one though, too, though.
0: And I, I think, I think, again, if we have not said this before in talking about crypto, and I'll say it again now, is that one of the smartest decisions that they made about this show was really removing it like not one generation but two generations away from Mm kal-el because there's so much unknown now that you can play with and you can toy with and there's there's a lot that we don't know or understand about where this place that we've heard of in these in superman myths but don't really understand because we haven't been like shown the heritage that we are now and and i think it's it's really interesting and i i like these characters i like the turns i i um it's not just that these are three dimensional characters the story itself has the writers have done a very good job of turning people in a very like political chessboard mm-hmm. kind of way yeah. where every episode you think you know where it's going and then they'll pull something out like, Hey guys, look what I found. I found doomsday. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Keep that locked up. <laughs> and so it just, it continues. Um, Brainiac is now um, using Rao as a, as a, um, what did they call it?
1: Um, oh gosh, what did they call it? Um, not the, uh, oh, bit, not voice? Um.
0: The voice of Rao. Voice is of Rao.
1: Rao. Oh, okay. Yeah,
0: like a symbiote, or?
1: <laughs> yeah, I can't remember, Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He, he's like he's not like a prophet of Brainiac. I'll, yeah. I'll say it that way. Yeah. And completely taken over. In this episode, we also see Dev, mm-hmm. whose life is on the line because he has been affected by Brainiac as well. Yeah. Um. And and nissa and Seg.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what <what's>
0: triangle? <laughs> they there? Again, I you. Nyssa is still my favorite about favorite character um this year. Like she's one of my favorite new characters because she plays her cards so freaking well.
1: Yeah, she does.
0: <laughs> and I think that's really what bothers uh, uh what Lyda hates about her is that she's just Lida's so used to being in control of these situations and Lida is a warrior. We saw that very early on in the yeah. season mm-hmm. and very combative and smart and strategic. And it's not that Nyssa is some princess. Um, no. it's that Nyssa has this political maneuvering that also allows her to be very strong and opinionated as well. And she, she mainly toys with people's emotions and cool. is good about that. And I like that idea that you, you, I want to like Nissa, mm-hmm. like Seg does, and trust her. But yeah. I also understand that at the end of the day, she's still a vex.
1: She's still a vex. She's and still
0: yeah. She's still a wild card.
1: Yeah, she is. Every time, every time Seg like deepens his trust in her, I'm just I'm like, no, no. If the opportunity presents itself for her to to flip on you, to so she can be successful or get out of trouble whatever, she's going to do it. I mean, hell, she, like, just gave up her own father.
0: <laughs> I
1: mean, mm-hmm. just, I mean mm-hmm. dude, if she's willing to do that, she's not going to have a second thought about you.
0: In her defense, he gave her up first.
1: He did. He did. <laughs> well, they, well, as I said, he should say she just know not to trust the ex. Bottom line
0: know how do you know that that if he were to trust Nyssa then we would get Cal <laughs> well see
1: yeah that's yeah. Don't we don't know awesome. oh, that's just it I mean it's yeah, we've talked about this early on in the series it's like is Lyta or, or Nyssa is she is are either one of them possibly Dorel's mother and it's, it's or is it someone yet to meet that yet we have yet to meet oh man yeah
0: huh. Okay, so this episode and I don't even know how to talk about it because yeah. I don't really understand what happened, but all I know is I knew that little girl was going to cause some trouble. Yeah. <laughs> the Ona who we meet very early on as part of the reckless or the rankless. Mm-hmm. Um she has now become a prophet of the voice of Rao. And she she's in his good graces and everything. And by the end of the episode, he reveals himself as Brainiac. Yeah. And we leave the room not really understanding what's going on because they're praying. And Adam sees her run away. And the next thing we know, she's down in the Rankless area. Mm-hmm. And Brainiac turned her into a... Human bomb. Yeah, that's how they ended this episode. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Holy shit!" They just they did that, but but that you know, but it was also a nice save. I don't.
0: Yeah, yeah, that came out of nowhere. Yeah. no idea he could do that trick.
1: Oh, I know. Yeah, I mean, I saw him. Had, yeah, because I mean, he, I guess they set it up earlier where he got the, that little device when he was talking to. Uh, I guess when he was back and, and I guess ran, then he was you know he shows up back again you know, at Candor City talking to Nexus' father. I, I like that little interaction that they had as far as like okay, you know, let's help each other out here, in in some regard. But yeah, with with Ona and the uh, Herbie and Obama, I just they they went there <laughs> and it was. It was very, yeah, it was very dark ending to to that episode. Uh,
0: but that um, wasn't even the ending.
1: I know. <laughs> well, part of the ending <laughs> to the episode, build <laughs> <Still laughs> up to the end of the episode. Um, it's funny. I was, it's funny. I was reading some some various reviews online today about uh, about Ona, and one one person, I think it was I do was Bleeding Cool or, or somebody who. Raise the point that that it, that maybe it wasn't Ona or was somebody else. I don't.
0: I don't. I don't think so. I don't. I don't, so I don't see this show doing that. Yeah. Um, this show has a limited amount of time. It's really mm-hmm. got an impact. I think ending a ending this episode with that explosion and yeah. Ona who who it's like it's a it's a kid. So we as viewers we don't need to know. A, Ona's backstory or any, anything, we instinctually like want to see, make sure she's safe because right. she's just a child, and yes. then to have her have her used in that way um, brings a whole new meaning to hum- um, child soldiers. Yeah. And, and which, which she was, yeah. was like, she, as soon as Rao took her, she was turned into one of those mm-hmm. and she fully believed that that's what she should be doing yeah. and she had nowhere else to go and everything.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's, you know, we talked about this before, how, how a lot of times you can what you know, things in science fiction and, and, and science fiction shows will, will parallel things we see in, you know, present day and, you know, geopolitical, Situations and and really what you know what we're seeing with Black Zero and Brainiac and all the things that are going on on Candor, with the Rankless and the cast system, you know, you know this show has so many levels that you rightly mentioned as far as the political gamesmanship and things moving on the chessboard and this was just one of them.
0: Yeah, yeah. Plus a lot of comic book mythos.
1: Yeah, yeah it's a lot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so after. Um, Ona blows up yeah. <laughs> after Adam does the trick to save everyone. The next thing we know, he, where did he, like, did he, where did he go, Will? Because I still don't even really understand where he went from there. Um, it looked like he went to Westworld. I'll be perfectly honest. <laughs>
1: yeah. I don't know where he ended up. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, it, I I had that same kind of feeling. Where 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 did he end up? I I don't know. It a,
0: Maybe it's Earth.
1: It may be back to Earth. It may be uh, back to to uh Duran. As far as I know, he wasn't in the in the white chamber
0: room, but 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 there was that girl. Yeah, that girl is so Lois Lane. No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was a lot of who was talking to him, maybe, yeah, I don't see see like this is this is what we were saying before about this show, like on top of all of the the great character moments and everything you, they they ended this episode, and we don't even really know how to review it or explain what happened or discuss it because we really honestly don't know what happened yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> If you go any number of ways, and yeah, we could all yeah, and we could be completely on the mark or way off the mark, yeah.
0: And I and I like not knowing because yeah. I'm just like I I want to know, so I need the next episode now, yes. but yes. I can wait. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. So if you if anybody has not already checked out Krypton, please do so. It's it's a great show that's really um having a solid run in its pilot season mm-hmm. so be sure to check it out We got through it will
1: we did we did it was a, it was a very I enjoyed it. see we we thought we were going to not know what to say and we ended up with, a, with I think a very solid episode of seen and nerd
0: um, why don't you tell listeners where they can find you
1: Yes you can find me at will and Hulk. S W I L L M P O L K.
0: And you can find me on Twitter at SJ Belmont, S J B E L M O N T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Sina Nerd. Friend us on Facebook, but most importantly, rate, subscribe, and comment on both iTunes and SoundCloud. And you can also find us on the iHeart radio app. Good night, geek out, you're welcome.